Quiet, please. Quiet, please. Foley Mara Studios presents Quiet, Please, which is written by Willis Cooper and directed by Chuck and Megan Mara. Quiet, Please for tonight is called Nothing Behind the Door. It's something like 6,800 feet above sea level, a little house maybe 20 feet long and 15 wide. It's made of corrugated iron sheets with a high-peaked roof in, and it sort of hangs over the edge of a mountaintop with nothing but the spikes of pine trees stretching all the way down to Pasadena, better than a mile below you. There's a sort of trestle that extends out to the little house from the mountaintop itself. The house is built on steel girders set into the solid rock. There's one door in the house, a door at the end of the trestle, just one door. And there's a big high wire fence all around the place. At least there used to be, and I hope it's still there. There's no gate in that wire fence, if it is still there. There's no way to get into that enclosure around the little iron house. There was a way, but, but it's closed off now. Do you ever get out to California? If you do, go up there sometime and take a look at the little house, but look at it through the fence. That's far enough. You go out to Foothill Boulevard towards Pasadena, but you turn off Angeles Crest Highway at La Cañada, and you just keep on driving uphill. You'll get there. Just keep right on going. The top of Mount Wilson is the end of the highway. That's where the big telescope is. The biggest in the world till they got the big eye operating. Down on Mount Palomar, near San Diego. There's a lot of people waiting to have a look through that big new one, but I'm not one of them. I looked through a telescope once at the sky. You ever look at a big telescope? At the sky, at night, at the things up there? Things so far away you sprain your brain just trying to imagine how far away they are? with nothing between you and them. Billions and billions of miles of nothing? I don't know what it does to you, but brother, I freeze. Listen, do you know there are holes in the sky? I mean it, I've seen them. There's this thing in the constellation Andromeda, and no, no, I'm not gonna get all technical with you, just listen. There's this thing, astronomers call it the Horsehead Nebula. You know what it is? It's a hole. It's a great big patch of nothing. Just nothing. There aren't any stars there. there. There's just a hole. No, nobody knows anything about it. Astronomers look at it and they take pictures of it and there it stays. There it is now and tomorrow and the next day and a million years from now. And it's been there always. Yes, it has. It's so far away that what you see now is the way it looked a billion years ago, before there was anybody to see it, friend. And there's a lot more of those places. So, what's all this got to do with a little house up on top of Mount Wilson? I'll tell you. This was quite some time ago. I'd been living in California, see, for several years. I had a couple of bucks, a nice place near Van Nuys, 
That was before the Valley got to be so popular with movie people and radio comics and people like that. And it wasn't bad living alone, waking up in the middle of the night, hearing the Southern Pacific Lark whistle for crossing out around Chatsworth, listening to a dog howl way across the Valley and going back to sleep. I don't get back to sleep so easy these days. Well, Audrey Minucci and Henna Grant. We used to be great friends, Audrey, Henna, and I, so nothing would do but they'd come to stay with me. And it, it was all right. I had a Dodge convertible and the girls got quite a kick out of California. So we did a lot of driving around. We got a lot of kicks, you know, up to the desert to see the Joshua trees, down to Laguna to go swimming, Arrowhead, out to the lion farm on Ventura Boulevard. We even went to the bowl and listened to the symphony under the stars. Stars. I never want to see stars anymore. I saw them once too often. We were just like any apple knockers that come from the east. We went everywhere and looked at everything and got a bang out of it. That's how we came to go up to Mount Wilson that day. Audrey and Henna had been looking, you know, looking for odd places. They had some ideas and so one day we were having breakfast and they were looking at an automobile club bulletin and Audrey said, let's go to Mount Wilson. So we did. So we did. I'd been up there once before, and you know how it is in California. I knew everything. I thought I knew everything. I found out different. We were inside the big dome where the 100-inch telescope is. <laughs> it's like being inside a giant's watch. The telescope is in the middle, and a big spidery framework with ladders climbing all over it up and under this dome. The tourists stand on a kind of catwalk around the edge while the astronomer explains as much as he thinks the apple knockers will understand. There was just a few of us that day standing close to the little kind of pulpit listening with our mouths open. It is like a pulpit. I got to thinking that day how the astronomer looks, looks like a priest up there. A nice old white haired fellow, like a priest. And I was thinking he was talking about the heavens too. I'd seen it all before, but my mouth was as wide open as Henna and Audrey's. Oh, and the Earth rotates, you know. All 24,000 miles of its equator. Once in 24 hours. A given spot on the Earth's surface is moving at the rate of a thousand miles an hour at the equator. And the Earth is moving through space, too. It moves around the sun at a rate of about 18 and a half miles per second. So therefore, we must, in order to keep this telescope focused accurately on the celestial objects we are observing, neutralize those motions mechanically. The telescope itself, as you will observe, is controllable in any direction by this motor. Watch it, if you please. Notice the motion of the telescope. Now I shall open the shutters of the dome through which the telescope points. And the final movement, the rotation of the entire dome exactly synchronized with the speed of the Earth through space. Watch through the shutters above you, please. Look at, look at Rose. I see. Look outside, we, we ain't moving. The sky's going by, look at Henna. I see it. 
It's an optical illusion, Audrey. Uh, no, it's not an optical illusion. In relation to space, this spot we are on is standing still. Through these motions here in the dome, the mirror of the telescope is kept aimed exactly at one spot far out in space. What's space, mister? It's nothing. What about the air? There are a few miles of air, my friend, and then nothing. Huh, the stars. Yes, the stars. Sure. And the places where there are no stars. My skin twitched a little when he said that, did yours? Well, the show was over, and we went outside into the sunlight. We walked across the long wooden bridge. There's a deep gully in front of the dome. And down a little path past a thing they call a colostat. A small dome on legs about 100 feet high, all painted with aluminum paint. Everything's painted with aluminum paint up there. A thing they studied the sun and, and sunspots and, and things like that with. It was quiet up there, along toward the middle of the afternoon, and there was a chill in the air, although it was hot down below. And the squirrels frisked around underfoot, and I pointed out a deer, and it's wild up there, you know. And we were just talking. It's an odd place, and you get kind of impressed. Not only with the things they have up there, the telescopes and the odd buildings and the view you get through the trees. On a clear day, you can see all the way down to Santa Monica. But the people impress you. The astronomers, they live up there and all by themselves. And they look at the sky and they see things. You always get the feeling they know a lot more than they're telling. Like doctors or like priests, I guess. I said that, didn't I? Well... That's what they're like. The path leads through the woods, the biggest live oaks you ever saw, over to the old hotel. So I said, say, what about a beer? A beer? That's for me. Can you get any hard liquor up here, Rose? Uh, no, I don't think so. Anyway, I wouldn't want to drink, not with all that mountain road ahead of me. No, ma'am, don't you take no drink, Rose. I don't want to ride that road with nobody's had to drink a liquor. Maybe you shouldn't have a beer, even. Beer won't hurt me. Hey, what's this fence for? Huh, I've never noticed that before. That's quite a fence. Have a hard time getting over that. What would you want to get over it for, Hannah? Uh, I don't know. What do you suppose is on the other side? They got this heavy fence. I don't see anything. Oh, except for that little house over there on stilts. Funny looking place. Fence goes right around it. Ain't there a gate? Uh, come on, let's get a beer. No, I want to look at this, Rose. Probably they got something valuable in there. Sure, scientific instruments or something. This place is all full of that stuff. Hey, look, a sign. Where? Here. Come on. Wait, what's it say? The public is forbidden to pass beyond this fence under severe penalty. The Carnegie Foundation. That all? Yeah. What do you suppose they got in that place? I don't know. I don't care. There's a door up there at the end of that trestle. Maybe we could go back and get in through the other shed where the trestle starts, eh? What do you want to go in there for? We've got to get going. I'm just curious. You know what I mean? That place might come in handy. Oh, yeah. See? Especially if they keep everybody out like this. But the thing might be all full of stuff, Hannah, like Rose said. Scientific stuff. Might be. And might not be. Hey, here comes that fellow that made the spiel up there. We'll ask him. 
He know he won't tell you. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Hey, fella. How are you? Hey. Uh, were you talking to me? Yeah. What's in that funny-looking building? Oh, over there? Nothing. Yeah. Well, what's the idea of the fence, then? Well, we don't want people to go in there. I'd sure like to see what's in it. I said, there's nothing in there. You sure, mister? Yes, I am absolutely sure. Could we get a pass to go in there? No. You saw the sign, didn't you? <laughs> said something about penalty of the law. You didn't read it very carefully. She didn't read it, I did. Re read it again. Wait. The public is forbidden to pass beyond this fence under severe penalty. See? I see what he means. It didn't say anything about the law. Oh? <laughs> That's right. Well, then. There are other penalties. Oh. Tough guy. No. <laughs> Not at all. Well, what does it mean, then? I'll give you a little friendly advice. I wouldn't try to find out if I were you. Oh, is that so? Yes. Do you really know what's in there, mister? Oh, yes. What? what? Nothing. Okay, ladies. Let's go get that beer. Well, of course, you know what was up. You're way ahead of me. Mike pals weren't in California just for vacation. There was a bank I had my eye on for a while out in the Pacific Palisades, and it wasn't the first bank that Minucci, Henna, Grant, and I had worked a deal on. I didn't go much for this place on Mount Wilson with nothing in it and a fence around it, but Audrey and Henna, well, after all, could you find a better place to stash away some dough? Nobody could get in, they said, and if we could, well, so I bought it finally. Well, to make a long story short, we took, I think it was $53,000 out of the bank. 53, 54, what's the difference? It's all gone now. It's a long drive from the Pacific Palisades over Sunset Boulevard, then up Beverly Glen to the valley, through Van Nuys to Sunland, and down past the sanitarium on Foothill Boulevard, where you turn off the Angeles Crest Highway, especially at one o'clock in the morning. That was when we pulled out of Pacific Palisades. It was summer, and after you turn on the mountain road, you're not allowed to smoke. See, a fire warden might come along, and those guys can tell someone's smoking in a car half a mile off. They throw you in the can for it. Forest fires. So, we didn't want anybody stopping us. It was risky enough anyway, because practically nobody ever drives up there late at night. Or early in the morning, I mean. Well, we didn't meet anybody, and all three of us were jittery with no cigarettes, and that road, it's tough to drive in the daytime, but in the dark? It was half past four when we got to the top. The hotel was dark, the cabins were dark. Oh, but the sky. It was just, like, solid with stars. And you could pretty near reach up and touch them. I remember the old guy in the hundred-inch dome. Nothing between us and the stars. And down below, well, if you've ever been up there at night, you know what I mean. Just, just like looking down on stars. The lights of 17, 18 towns, Pasadena, Los Angeles, Hollywood, Van Nuys, San Fernando, Culver City, Santa Monica. Ooh, well, it makes my hair stand on end when I think of it. And I haven't seen it for, 
Well, never mind how many years. Well, we stumbled through the pitch dark. We got off the path three times and nearly fell downhill. <laughs> and brother, that'd be a fall. We still couldn't risk a cigarette. It was dark. Hannah Grant was in front, then me, then Audrey. We each had briefcases. Hannah had a pair of those big spring wire cutters that'll go through steel cable. And all of a sudden, we bumped into the fence. Ouch! Matter? The fence! Where are you? Oh! Uh, stand still, will you? It's dark! Shut up! Listen for a minute. Hear anything? No. No. See anything? No. Look, what? The dome over there. See somebody? No. Them two big windows up there with that big round dome looks like somebody watching us. It sure does. Ah, cut it out. I'm gonna try the fence with the cutters. Want the flashlight? You chump? No! I wish we... What? Forget it. I just don't like that place, though. Get out of the way. Want some help? Hannah, just keep out the way. <sighs> Wait. Hear anything? That wire made enough noise. All right, all right. I'll try another strand. <clears throat> That's better. <clears throat> See if you can slide under there, one of you. Oh, me. <clears throat> nope, can't make it yet. I'll try another. Look out for your arm there. <clears throat> now try. Wait, I'll, I'll, I'll take off my coat. Now let's see. <clears throat> oh. Huh. How about it? She's through. All right, go ahead. Me? You. Well, I, I cut another strand, Henna. <clears throat> Make it now. I guess so. <sighs> yeah. you, Audrey? Right here. Come on, Hannah. Hey, slide the briefcases through first. Coming up. Got him? Got him. Here I come. All set? All set. I'm all set? I'm as all set as I'll ever be, I figure. I don't like any part of this place. I don't like the dark. I don't like the stars above us. I don't like the lights down below. I don't like the silence. I don't like climbing around the top of a mountain with nothing under me but thin air for a mile or more. All I can hear is Henna and Audrey in front of me, crackling through the weeds, cursing when one of them whacks a shin against a sharp rock. All I can see is two black shapes in front of me, and a blacker shape that's the building, the little house with nothing in it. Audrey and Hen are panting. It's 6,800 feet up, you know, so your breath is pretty short. It's tough going, especially when you're dragging a briefcase full of money, too. And you're scared and sweating and tired, and then, all of a sudden, we're under the building. Alongside one of the struts that holds up the little trestle. Boost me up, Audrey. And Audrey boosts her up. Hen is a little gal, and she's spry. She's spryer than I am up there a mile in the air. And I guess she's not as scared as I am. So I look up and she's sprawling out on the trestle with nine million stars behind her and she's reaching down to me. Grab my hand, Rose. So I scramble up and I'll never know how I made it either, but there we are and in a second, Audrey is there with us. Now, keep quiet a minute and rest. I'm knocked out. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you.
anything, Hannah? Just the wind. Rose? I... Uh, no, I thought I heard something, but... I guess it's the wind. <gasps> Listen. It's the wind. Well? So we stood up. So Henna walked the rest of the way down the little trestle. We followed her, stumbling over the planks, and there was the door. So we rattled the bar on it, and it was padlocked. So Henna took the big cutters, and she wrenched away at the bar. And we shivered there in the cold, waiting to see if anybody heard us. There wasn't a sound, so Henna tried again. And the bar fell off. And we kept still for a minute. And then... Open the door. Where's the flashlight? Wait, nobody can see us. Put your fingers over it and turn it in there. Okay. I don't see anything. The guy said there was nothing in there. I can't see a thing. Open up the flashlight a little more. I got it open. It's all black in there. There's something the matter with the light. No, there ain't. Look. Turn that light off me. Well, look. Now when I shine it inside. Nothing. Well, there's got to be something in there. Nothing. The man said. I can't even see the floor. Well, I'll find out if there's anything in there. No. Don't go in. You can't tell what's liable to be. Look out. I'll toss the briefcase in. No. Throw the wire cutters in. Where are they? Here. For the love of... Look out, will you? Keep still. You'd wake up the dead. Well, I guess nobody heard us. We're shot with luck tonight. No kidding. Give me them cutters. Here, shine the light in there. Sure can't see a thing, can ya? Roman, get out of the doorway. Keep the light in there. Go ahead. Throw them against the far wall. All right, look out. Where'd they go? They tossed him hard enough to... Move the light around. I can't see a thing. I, I can't either. They ought to be... The light just kind of seems to stop. Oh, cut it out. There's probably some kind of stuff on the floor. Powdered, maybe. And they fell into it. Here, stand on one side, Rose. Uh, what are you going to do? Why, <laughs> I'm going in and look around. Have you got a gun, Audrey? Just this little 32. All right. Come on. Rose, you stay here and watch and listen. I wouldn't go in there, Henna. Nobody asked you to. I'm going. Come on, Audrey. Listen, Henna. Have you got the screaming Mimi's too? Come on with that gun. There's nothing in there. Look, Henna, let's get out of here. Ah, shut up. Here, might as well take the dough too. We can stick it in there. Go ahead, Audrey with the light. You go first. Ah, all right. Now stand there and keep your ear. Hey, Henna, where are you? I can't see her. Listen, Audrey, don't go in there. I got to. Hey, Henna. Henna, where are you? Listen, Audrey, keep your eyes and ears open now. We'll be right back. Hey, Henna, are you all right? I'm coming in, Henna. Henna! Audrey! What's in there? Hey, Henna! Okay, Rose, something's the matter with her. Here I come! Henna! I'm gonna get- 
Hannah? Hey, hey, Hannah? Audrey? Hey, what, hey, what's in there, you two? Hannah! I can see you. You can stand up now. They won't come out, I can assure you. Come on, girl. Stand up. I've got a gun. No, you haven't. Stand up. When my friends come out? They're not coming out, my friend. Stand up. You wouldn't believe me when I told you. What's in there? What's in there, I said? I told you. There's nothing behind that door. My friends went in there. They're not there now. There's nothing in there. Do you understand me? There's nothing in there. Listen. No. You listen. I... No. I suppose it will do no good to tell you. I Tell me what? And I better show you. Show me what? Come with me. No! Come with me. I won't! You've got to... Wait! Hey, wait for me! Across the little trestle, away from the door he closed on my friends, through another door, into a long shed in the dark, and I was glad I couldn't see the stars. Out another door at the end of the shed. Down the path past the colostat, reaching up into the sky, shining in the starlight, looking like one of those visitors from Mars you heard about on the radio. Across the little wooden bridge, with the two eyes of the hundred-inch dome staring down at me and a cold wind coming up from the other side of the mountain, up the ramp and into the dome itself, up the iron stairs. Follow me. A little yellow light at the head of the stairs, and then out on the catwalk in the dark, with the floor 40 feet below us, up another ladder, and my legs are getting tired. Up. Follow me. Up another dizzy ladder, another, across another spidery walk. Here, sit in this seat. I couldn't speak. My throat is dry, my legs are trembling, I'm icy cold in that great dome. How far above the floor, I can't tell. Sit still. You won't fall. Why did you- Sit still, I said. You'll have to be shown. Wait. Magnetic declination. You can look now. Look? At what? Look, through the telescope. No. Look, girl. What do you see? Stars. Millions of stars. Wait. Look again. What do you see? Nothing. Nothing. Watch. Now? Stars again. Millions... No. A black cloud. Now. Nothing. That nothing you see is a million light years away. What is it? There's nothing there to see, my friend. There are scores of places in this universe where there is nothing. Far places. Near places. Do you understand what I mean? Is... is that what you meant when you said... When I said there is nothing behind that door... Yes. Where, where did... Your friends, your misguided friends, I don't know. Perhaps. Take your eye from the telescope. 
Wait. Look now, if you dare. What? Look. Guess. You guess what I saw. You guess what I saw clawing through black clouds of nothing. You guess what eyes I saw. I saw nothing. Yes, the little house is still there on Mount Wilson. You can go look at it if you want to, but don't go too close. Maybe somebody will tell you it's just a place where they store equipment. Maybe. Why do they keep the door locked then? Well, just one other thing. Don't you go around opening doors you don't know anything about. There might be nothing behind one of them. You've listened to Quiet, Please, which is written by Willis Cooper and directed by Chuck and Megan Mara. The woman who talked to you was Maddie Lucas. The others were Audrey Minucci, Jessica Lee, Hannah Grant, Elena Brindley, the astronomer, Todd Geideshek. This episode of Quiet, Please was originally broadcast by the Mutual Broadcasting Company on June 8, 1947. Now... For a word about next week's Quiet, Please, here is our director, Chuck Mara. Next week's story is the adventure of a writer and the characters she creates. It's called Bring Me to Life. And so, until next week at this same time, I'm quietly yours, Maddie Lucas. Quiet, Please comes to you from Los Angeles and is produced by Foley Mara Studios. <laughs>